Our scripture reading for today comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning on verse 12 and going through verse 4, chapter 4, verse 2. Since then we have such a hope, we act with great boldness, not like Moses who put a veil over his face to keep the people of Israel from gazing at the end of the glory that was being set aside. But their minds were hardened. Indeed, to this very day, when they hear the reading of the old covenant, the same veil is still there, since only in Christ is it said aside. Indeed, to this very day, when the, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their minds. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And all of us, with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord, as though reflected in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, the Spirit. Therefore, since it is by God's mercy that we are engaged in this ministry, we do not lose heart. We have renounced the shameful things that one hides. We refuse to practice cunning or to falsify God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we commend ourselves to the conscience of everyone in the sight of God. Boldness. Boldness is one of the main characteristics that we find in the disciples after the day of Pentecost. And it's important to note that before the day of Pentecost, they were even scared of their own shadow. They were worried that what happened to Jesus was going to happen to them. They hid behind closed doors and they didn't want to talk to anybody about Jesus for fear of being associated with his gospel message. But at Pentecost, something happened. When the Holy Spirit fell upon them and upon all those who were gathered there in Jerusalem waiting for the Holy Spirit, tongues of fire appeared over each person and they were filled with the power and the presence of God to such a point that they became bold for the Lord. Bold enough not to care if people killed them. Bold enough not to care who heard them talk about Jesus. Bold enough to heal people in the name of Jesus. Bold enough to stand up for the glory revealed in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. When the Holy Spirit fell, it was as if that veil that had been over their faces throughout Jesus' ministry that had kept them from seeing who he truly was was finally lifted. It was as if the scriptures began to make more sense to them as they realized that indeed the one that they had walked with for three years was the Son of God, the Christ, the Messiah. 
But it took the work of God through the Holy Spirit for this to happen. In 2 Corinthians, Paul explains how the lifting of this veil works. You see, in the Old Testament, when Moses went up to the mountain to get the law from God, and he saw God's backside and he returned, he truly did glow like a glow stick. But he didn't just glow like a glow stick. He was more like the sun. He was so bright, so shiny, that people felt like they needed something to protect them from all the bright light. I mean, he was glowing to the point that they said, we can't handle this glory that is shining off your face. We need you to cover it up. We need you to put something over it. We need you to hide it from us because we just can't handle it. And the scripture says that Moses obliged. He put on a veil so that they would be protected. Well, I wasn't kidding when I said that I tried to find a manly veil to wear for you today, but apparently that's not a thing. Hard to find. And so I thought about what do we use to guard from light? Sunglasses. How many of you own a pair of sunglasses or have owned a pair of sunglasses? Now, where do you keep your sunglasses? In the car. Most of us keep them either on our person or in the car. Does anybody know why you keep them in the car? Because when you go driving, that's when you can experience a situation where the blinding light will be so strong that you're going to need something so you can see and navigate your way through, right? And so I thought about it. I thought, yeah, you know, these protect us from the light. It's, it's what we use to diminish the light so that we can operate and see clearly. We use it to cover it up. We use it to diminish it. And to, to many, this represents the veil that our scripture is talking about. Because the veil was used by Moses to diminish the glory of God that was shining from his face towards the people so that they wouldn't be afraid and scared of it. But when the people asked for the physical veil to be put on by Moses, Paul tells us that a spiritual veil was also placed before them. One that kept them from seeing the glory of God that was revealed in his son, Jesus Christ. Haven't you wondered why so many Jews at the time of Jesus did not recognize him as the true son of God? After all the miracles, after all the signs, after all the things he did, it's because of this spiritual veil that was keeping them from seeing that he really was the glory of God revealed in human flesh. Well, when we wear shades to cover ourselves and to keep ourselves from the light, we often forget to take them off. And one day I got up in the morning and it was really bright and I put them on and I wore them to work. And you know, unfortunately, we're in Georgia and the weather here is fickle as I'll get out. And so when I got out of work, it wasn't sunny anymore, but I still had my shades on. 
And I got up into my car and I got driving and I was like, what a horrible day. It's so dark and gloomy. And I started getting depressed. I started looking out through my, through my glasses and going, wow, this day could not be any darker. And then in good old Georgia fashion, somebody cut me off. And I had to slam on my brakes. And my glasses went flying off my face. And I went, huh, it's not really that dark. It's not really as gloomy as I thought. It's not really as, as bad as I saw it. It's not really what I was seeing before. The removal of those glasses showed me a truth that I could not see while I had them on. And for that moment, I realized what those glasses were doing and what this veil did to the people. It kept them from seeing the full glory of God that was being revealed in Christ. And in many ways, what Paul was saying is this is what has happened to us. The veil remains in place until some external force helps it be removed because we have a tendency to keep it on. And he says the only way that this veil is removed is when we come to turn to Jesus and he says, I'll get that for you. I'm going to get that for you so you can truly see my full glory. But you know, so many people are afraid of the glory of God. They want to keep the glasses on. You know why? Because the scripture tells us that when you actually see the glory of Christ, it changes you. It transforms you. It's going to do something to you that is going to change you from where you are to what you're going to become. The Greek word here is metamorphosis. It is a big Huge change over time. It is a transformation that makes you become some new creation in Christ, different to what you were. And boy, that is scary. It is scary because we're a caterpillar. We don't know about this flying stuff. We're a caterpillar. We don't know about this having wings stuff. We might actually be free to fly. We don't know about this freedom stuff. You see, all those changes bring about a new life, a new way of being, taking on the mind of Christ, becoming a new creation, and all of that can be intimidating to us because we like things just the way they are. Change is scary. And so, like the people of Israel, we say, can you cover that up? And you put that bail back on because I'm not sure I'm ready for all that change. When we meet Jesus, something inside of us changes. The veil is removed and we can finally bask in the glory of God. But we don't only bask in that glory so we can get a nice suntan. We bask in that glory so that we can reflect that glory to somebody else. So that we can become like Moses and glow to the point that people see in us the light of Christ and want to know how we came to glow as we do. How many people are asking you 
what's different about you. You got something different. When anybody comes up to you and says, I noticed something different about you, that's the glory of God. That is the glory of God glowing out from you. That is the love of Christ being reflected. That is the stuff that Moses had after he had been in God's presence. And Paul says we need to have the veil removed so that we can glow. But I want you to notice that you and I don't transform a single person. God does it. All we do is shine the light. And God transforms. And God changes. And God brings about the new life. Notice that we don't reflect our own glory or our own light. Every light that we reflect has to come from the Father of lights who has given us Jesus Christ. Notice that all of this comes from the Lord, from God's Spirit, and in essence is not our doing, but is God's work in each and every person. Therefore, Paul says, it is by God's mercy that we are engaged in this ministry, and because of this, we do not lose heart. And boy, this is a big, I am so glad it does not depend on me. You know why? Because I mess up. You know why? Because I am not perfect. You know why? Because I can be unloving and unkind. Because I can be unforgiving. But the one that we are reflecting, the one that we are sharing is perfect. The one that we are sharing is forgiving. The one that we are sharing is loving. And the one that we are sharing can bring anybody from darkness to light. Like that. He has a power that all we do is reflect. We are reflectors of the glory of God. And therefore, we don't lose heart when we mess up and when we fail, we know that he is still there to lift us up. He, we, we know that he's still there to forgive us. We know that he is still there to empower us to get back into what we need to do to fulfill his plans. And it is so good to know that it depends on Jesus Christ and not on me. But because it depends on God and not on us, when things do get tough and when we do mess up, and when we are told not to lose heart, we're also told to renounce the shameful things that one hides, that we refuse to practice cunning or to falsify God's word, but by the open statement of the truth that we commend ourselves to the conscience of everyone in the sight of God. What does that mean? When we mess up, the right response is, I messed up and I fess up to it. The right response is to acknowledge to God that we did wrong and to ask for forgiveness so that there can be restitution. The right response is not to try to justify ourselves in our own righteousness, but to take on the righteousness of Christ 
that is able to clear away my sin. The right response is not to play word games with God, but to acknowledge that his truth is the only truth and that we need to ascribe to God's truth if we want to live. In this, I think Paul was talking again about the effect of the veil. He's saying if you picked up the veil and you put it back on, repent of your sin and have Jesus remove the veil once again so you can see clearly. And so that God's glory is not impaired by your sin. So that you can truly reflect the glory of God into the darkness that surrounds you. There were those in Paul's time that just tried to justify the veil. You know, I really like the veil. It's comfortable. I really like the veil. It's the way we've always done it. I really like the veil. It's, it's the law. It's a checklist I can follow. I like the veil. And Paul was saying you cannot have the veil and follow Christ. You've got to take it off for the glory of God to shine and reflect off you. Stick to the truth of what God has revealed in Jesus Christ. Today, we are being invited to take off the veil and to look upon the glory of God face to face in such a way that it changes and transforms our hearts, our lives, our witness, and everything about us. Because if you have come into face-to-face -face contact with Jesus, you cannot help but reflect his glory and his light into the darkness of this world. It's going to happen. Moses did not ask to glow. In fact, I'm sure he found it pretty annoying because everywhere he went, it's like, <laughs> but he did glow because he was in the presence of the almighty God who is the light of the world. And we know Jesus, his son, who came into the world to vanquish all darkness and bring forth his light. I pray today that if you feel like you're wearing that veil even on half of your face, that you take it off and you let Jesus transform you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.